Hi, I'm Jessie Delo, your host of Madly Forever, a podcast in collaboration with The Fullest. Each episode, I'll help people move past their vision boards to create a life and relationship that they truly love. I, sometimes along with the help of my husband, Brian, will interview a variety of experts, psychologists, couples, and business partners to discover the science and secrets to successful compatibility. By pairing my expertise for manifestation with my background in therapeutic healing, I have manifested the life of my dreams. With this podcast, I aim to help others find their optimal alignment as well. Today's panel podcast is brought to you by Rosebud Woman, a beautiful line of luxurious products for your most intimate parts. Made with botanical and natural ingredients, it will elevate your self-care and intimacy rituals to the next level. Honor your body, address your needs, and live your most authentic life with Rosebud Woman. Hi everyone, welcome to Madly Forever. Today is a really, really special episode because I'm here with some women that I truly admire and respect, and all of which are incredible entrepreneurs as well as mothers. And so I'm going to be asking them a load of questions about how they manage being a mom, being a spouse, a partner to, you know, their, their husbands, and also, you know, running their amazing businesses and keeping everything afloat. So how that all takes place. Um, and first, I'll just have all of you guys introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Ashley. Um, I am the founder of Lunia, a women's sleepwear company. And um, I have two kids. I've got a five-year-old son and a four-year-old little girl. Thank you. Hi, I'm Denise. I um, have and run a content site called Made, and I have a three and a half, going on twenty-three and a half-year-old <laughs> daughter named Lennox. <laughs> Hi, I'm Whitney. Um, I am 33 years old. I think I always kind of forget how old <laughs> I am. Um, I have a one-year-old son named Sonny, and um, I've had sort of an interesting career trajectory. I don't even sometimes know exactly what to call myself, but Renaissance I, woman. <laughs> um, I, perhaps that's a nice way of saying it. Um, I used to be in the fashion industry as a designer and parlayed that into being a creative director for a couple other companies, um, which I do now. And I have my own um, YouTube channel and website and I'm a content creator. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, I'm Paula Malice, and I am the founder of Women's Space, which is a center for women um, to support healing wherever they are on their journeys in Culver City. And my daughter is Madeline, who's six and a half, and my baby son, Phoenix, who's 10 months. Hi, I'm Angela Sutherland, and I am the co-founder of Yumi, which is a direct-to-consumer baby food company. So we care about the health and wellness of children in the first 1,000 days of life. And I have two kids. Uh, My oldest daughter is four years old and my son's two. Awesome. Thank you. So I'm really curious. Oh, first, I'm Jessie Delo. Um, I have a daughter named Amelie who's 15 months old. Um, I'm co-founder of the website How You Glow Lifestyle brand and website, How You Glow. 
and the host of Madly Forever, as well as a manifestation coach, an art therapist, and a yoga teacher. It's a handful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to throw it all out there. Um, but I'm really curious how having a child impacted your relationship with your significant other. And what took place after that transition and how you guys navigated it? So I know that's a kind of big question, but anyone who wants to start can just sort of pick it up. Um, I can start. Yeah. I actually think I lost myself in the relationship at the beginning. I felt really, really needy. Um, I felt like I just needed kind of like constant reassurance that we were okay and that we were in this together. Even though he wasn't doing anything to show me otherwise, I just felt really, really insecure. Mm -hmm. And I think it's taken this year for me to get my confidence back and realize that the confidence actually it wasn't going to come from him. And I never really needed that reassurance that it was just me needing to be comfortable in my new mm -hmm. identity. Mm -hmm. And, um, it really has taken me this whole year to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Like really right before Sunny turned one, I started to be like, okay, I actually like, am meant to be a mom mm -hmm. and I need to stop questioning myself. And I am a good mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think everything with Timmy then, um, I don't know, it just got lighter once I accepted mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you were kind of putting this, this shield, this projection onto him. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was just, I, I was just really insecure as a mom and, um, didn't know if I was doing it right mm -hmm. or doing it good enough. And mm -hmm. I think that you think that you need the person that you love, you need their, their reassurance for everything, but it's really, it's something that you need to give yourself. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's really a real thing, you know, cause mm -hmm. you're navigating a new role together. Totally. And he's never seen you in that role before. Right. right. And you've never seen yourself in that role. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, so this is Ashley, uh, for the benefit of the people on the <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. So I, um, I remember, so I, I had a child while I was in business school and while I was starting um, this company. So it was rough to begin with, I think, if I just had the child, but then I had a lot of other uh, pressures. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly uh, it was so hard on the relationship. I think um, my husband would definitely attest to that. Mm -hmm. We survived is how we describe it. Um, <laughs> and I actually uh, got pregnant again six months after my son was born. So it was like kind of a long road of um, survival, really. And I ended up launching Lunia to the public actually while I was delivering my daughter. On It was like this other long story. It was an accident. So <sighs> I basically just like we had a, a lot going on. Um, and it was so funny because I, I, it would sometimes make me resentful because um, I would be carrying all these things and he was trying to be supportive. But then sometimes he'd make a comment like that he was tired and I would want to be like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it was all that like late night breastfeeding right. must've really got you, you know? And, um, but then I really like had to s figure out how to switch perspectives and realize that he was on my team. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I also had to learn how to recognize when I was just tired. Um, cause sometimes, you know, there's that, 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 uh, expression, like don't go to 
uh, to bed angry. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually have the complete opposite opinion of that. I found that sometimes we were so exhausted and we'd try to battle through issues and that when I'd get a night's sleep, we'd wake up in the morning, I'd be like, I don't even know actually what we were fighting about. It was that like delirium. To, like just, it was just, ex mm -hmm. yeah, we were just at the end, you know? Um, and so I do feel like now we've come out of the other side, having a four-year-old and five-year-old's incredible. Um, and I would say that having gone through something that challenging with somebody else has definitely brought us closer. We now know like we can count on each other th through hard stuff. And, and that's a really cool thing to know. Right. Yeah. And you know, like the darkest parts of each other oh, too. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Which is important. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's the stuff you didn't know you were signing up for the day that you <laughs> said your vows, you know, right. <laughs> Even though you say those words, yes. like through thick and, or I don't yeah, know, like what are the vows yeah. you yeah. say, yeah. but you don't really realize you're like, what oh, you're I didn't saying. actually realize this oh, was a part yeah. of that This agreement. is why I'm like yeah. a big fan of vow renewals. Cause I'm like, you have something to celebrate <laughs> to at that point. Right. You've really been through some stuff. Right. Yeah. It's easy to say it up front. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Sure. I experienced, I loved what, it's Paula, again, for the for the listeners. I, of course, can relate so much to what you both have shared already. I feel like the biggest shift for my husband and I, well, first of all, I feel like we're so in it. <laughs> I'm so right. tired. I have a 10-month-old who is just teething and nurses all night. And it's interesting having that gap between um, the ages of six and a half and then a 10-month-old. Mm -hmm. It's it's very challenging. So, but because of the gap, um, we had a lot of fertility issues before we conceived my son. And that was really a trying time for us and an opportunity, which I now know was an opportunity for my husband and I to really come back to each other in a way, like you were saying, that I didn't realize that I was signing up for. Mm -hmm. And um, because that wasn't our story with um, conceiving Madeline. And so now that he's here, I feel like that three years of calling him in and all the challenges and struggles that we had and with conceiving him is our reference point to go back to. Cause it's like, okay, well, if we could get through that, then we can get through this. And because it's a second child, there's also like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this, but had forgotten. Okay. Yeah. We can totally do this and get through this. And I'm just so grateful that my husband is now willing to show up and meet me. So that is just such a gift and mm -hmm. such a blessing because I feel like a lot of our relationship, especially becoming a mother the first time, we just kept missing each other. Mm. And I feel like the gift of Phoenix um, has, and the fertility struggles in our journey and our story has really allowed for this really beautiful coming back together. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, this is Angela, and I feel like for me, a lot of it was, I also had kids back to back, like four and two, and it was very different post each child, like our relationship, like my husband and my relationship. Um, I think right after having the first, it's very difficult. I think you're exhausted, and I think it's inevitable that you're going to resent this person. Like, it's, they put all of this into your life, and it's 99% the mother, like, the first year of life. It's like you're breastfeeding, changing every diaper, doing anything. It's like 90% the mom. So I think that was part and parcel to this whole thing. I was like, I'm, I'm going to resent you. I probably know this. Like, <laughs> I hope you know this. Like, and then, but like, what I think is 
interesting is that I actually like view it as a, a total shift in our relationship. We met really young too. Like I was 27 when I got married. I, I viewed it as really young. And then, um, so I, it's almost like we have this new marriage. Like we had marriage one and like, it's like marriage two. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. or like fresh phases. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're like two different people meeting each other again and like falling in love again over different things and like trying to f- meet each other in this new marriage. Like, what is that like? You know, what are our responsibilities now? What do we like love about each other now? Like, and I think it took a while to like understand that you're different people and you should be. Like, you are like fundamentally changed, you know, like in every way, like you care about something else very deeply. And I think it took me a while to really like fully appreciate how that big of a change required almost a new relationship. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and so I think particularly after my second one, there was no going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're, you're deep into this new lifestyle. So I think for me, I guess it was just more like this like big shift. Like we don't even have the same marriage is uh-huh. what I think about it. Well, it's interesting. Cause I feel like people are so afraid of things changing when you have yeah. a kid, but it's inevitable. It's yeah. going to change and you have to embrace it and actually look at that as like, this is entering a new chapter of our relationship. This is re-meeting each other, rebirthing ourselves while we birth a child. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're so afraid of changing, your relationship doesn't grow and you have a child. You Absolutely. Get stuck. Like you don't really want to have a child with like a 25 year old. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you want, like you <laughs> yeah. want to be adults now. You want to like be yeah. at the same place now, like yeah. together. So you both have to grow up really fast. You both have to like decide who you want to be and what you're looking at like life like differently. Yeah. And it, it forces, it's a forcing function, right? Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, like it was like for her a forcing function and like efficiency for me, it was like a forcing function of growing up. It's like be the person you want to be for your kids, have the, your husband be the person you want him to be, he wants to be, and like meet each other again and like fall in love again. And right. can you do it? Can you like, like be conscious of that? Like you guys are both very different now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the point you make too about like um, how that early stage is so false so much to the mother. Yeah. Um, I do think well, that's one of the cool things that I've noticed as my kids have gotten older is how my husband's been able to step into that role so well. And that's been really exciting for me. Yeah. So it's one of those things as you're talking, I was like, oh yeah, I, I felt like that at the beginning, but it is one of the coolest things I think from a relationship mm-hmm. standpoint as, as they do get older, mm-hmm. sometimes you sh- see the shift in roles, which has been great. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think what's been the same case for us. Yeah. Denise, by the way, in the beginning, there was a lot of resentment. I was never the girl who was like, I'm going to have kids. So when I got pregnant, I was like, everybody's got to get serious. (laughs) And my husband was like, why? He literally does the best rendition of me. He'll walk in from a day of work and I'm like, you're a father now. You need to be serious. You just got to get a bath at eight o'clock. And we're so not the scheduled family anyway. So it's really interesting now. But in the beginning, there was a lot of resentment and purely based on the fact that I was still breast, I was, I mean, I breastfed till she was 20 months and he still, and I had all of a sudden decided that I was going to stay home, which I didn't know while I was pregnant. And so he had to go out and work and that, and our business has to like, there's drinks, there's dinners, there's, and I'm like, what do you mean you're not coming home? What do you mean you have to go to Soho house? I'm like, um, somebody, where's the release button? Somebody send someone in. So there was a lot of conflict in the beginning. And then, um, I think like you said, I think the beautiful thing is like now we each get to do what 
we're really good at. He's a great morning person. And so he's up early, he handles breakfast, and he'll, he's always down to take her to school every morning. And I'm not a morning person. Um, I do everything really, really late at night. Everyone who follows me on Instagram knows I'm like two o'clock in the morning prepping lunch for tomorrow or something. But, um, and so we've learned to figure that out. But in the beginning, it was, it was really hard. And there was a lot of conflict because the change was so scary. And he got to continue doing things mm-hmm. in his schedule that were normal. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get um, a haircut. I'm like, you're going to go get a haircut. Oh, totally. You're going to go get a haircut. How can you go get a haircut? I want a haircut. <laughs> and he would tell me, so then why don't you go out and get a haircut? And of course, first mom complex. I was like, I can't leave her with you. Right. You're not going to do it right. There was just, there's just so much. It's right. such a foggy part right. of life. Yeah. yeah. And just also losing that identity as a working person and not having something to then like talk about other than being a mom all day. That mm-hmm. also creates a complication too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So all of you guys have incredible businesses. I'm honestly so impressed by each and every one of you. Um, And I'm curious how your partner sort of contributes to that or helps you, supports you or, or just what their role is even in your entrepreneurship. Um, my husband jokes that he's um, the staff photographer. <laughs> um, sorry, Anthony. This is Denise, by the way. Um, so uh, my husband's a director and a photographer. And prior to becoming a mom, I was acting full time, had my own TV show. And that sort of transitioned because of social media, because of feeling the desire to still create things and still wanting to share sharing changed. It went from talking about what I was wearing on a red carpet to, oh my God, breastfeeding sucks, but I'm going to keep on going. Mm -hmm. And slowly I started to content create without realizing that that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then once I got the idea that I was actually reaching people and feeding people information that for some reason they weren't getting somewhere else, um, I decided that I was going to create made. And so my husband, um, I pretty much call him for anything in terms of like anything that has to do with visuals or like I was just outside and I was like, is the sound too high on that? Can you ask them to bring the sound down? Um, so he's really supportive and, um, I'm thankful for that because, um, I think when you are using, you know, social media as a tool in your business, it can get invasive. It can get like, you know, time consuming, and um, I'm grateful that he is super supportive in that way. Right. He's and like a cheerleader for you. Like, yeah. By the way, we, we need to take, take. <laughs> we need like two hours to do like my hair and makeup and we need to go take some pictures. And he's cool with it. He's like, I get it. That's your, that's it. your business. Yeah. He gets it because he, he knows that it allows me not to, to still do what I want to do. And I feel like I'm doing something even bigger than just playing someone else on TV. Yeah. And at the same time, he knows it allows me to still be the mom that I want to be right. because I get to keep the hours that I want to keep. So I could be at every school meeting if I want to. I could be at Circle every morning. And then, you know, I could write till three o'clock in the morning. Right. And he knows right. that that's important to me. So, Right. That's amazing. That's great. Whitney, what about you? Because I know that you and your husband, Timmy, you guys do a lot the together. The together. Yeah. yeah. So, um... So I actually met Timmy. He was a producer when I was filming the show, The City in New York. And so we 
we got together um, with him always like behind the camera and me in front of it. And he, w- he just works in development. But one day I was pregnant my first trimester and I was like feeling really sick. And I was like just so down about being pregnant and I was feeling really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about it. He's like, Whitney, why don't we get the camera out and like talk about it? I feel like if you're feeling this way, there have to be like so many other people feeling this way. And I was like, no, I'm like, I look disgusting. I feel disgusting. He's like, no, let's do this. So like if you go to my YouTube and you watch the first episode, it's just like me looking like total crap, like crusty yogurt next to my bed <laughs> and chocolate milk and... <laughs> Everything that I was relying on to keep me like satiated at that point in time. Um, and he it's it's now developed into this whole series. I love my baby, but on YouTube where he actually films and edits everything and interviews me for everything. And he pushes me to do it because like to be perfectly honest, I don't really love being in front of the camera, which is like surprising just because that's how I started my career Mm -hmm. but um if it were up to me and I didn't have him to push me to do it I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do it and so he motivates me and um and I'm so grateful for that because there are so many people that I think have found what we've said to be useful because you're super candid you're very very honest I mean I think that's the only way to get my message across where people will actually believe and trust it and also, um, feel validated. But I appreciate, I mean, even, but even in person, like you're super candid and honest always. Remember we were in like birthing classes together and I remember just, I feel like you say stuff that like everyone's thinking, but doesn't, you know, doesn't say. And then everyone's like, Oh, thank God she said that. Okay. Now I can. And it's very, it's almost shocking because you are a public figure. So Mm. you're like voicing all of these sort of very personal things. Yeah. And I think that's really amazing. Thank you. I really do. I really appreciate that. I mean, sometimes I think I'm too blunt and it gets me in trouble, (laughs) but I think that, you know, um, I was just talking about this with you earlier. Like we, uh, there is a lot of, of moms like us talking about motherhood and the trials and tribulations that come with it. Um, And I think that's the more we can normalize that and the more we can do that, the more moms can feel not so guilty all the time and feel more normal and just be conscious that this is a thing that we're doing as opposed to just living our lives like this day in and day out Mm -hmm. and not actually like being present and being conscious of the fact that we're like always beating ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have advice for people on like how to not do that because I do it to myself day in and day out but I think the powerful thing that's switched in my thinking is that like when I do it I self-correct and I'm like Whitney you're doing this again like Mm -hmm. you need to stop Mm -hmm. and then the the guilt lessens in that moment so awareness yeah it's just aware of being aware Mm -hmm. of those feelings and um trying to just like switch that off and I think the more we have those conversations yeah. yeah The- yeah, just normalizing it that, okay, you'll have the thought, but it doesn't mean it's true. Right, right, right. exactly. <laughs> the thought doesn't prove anything. The thought is a thought. It's a feeling. It passes. A hundred percent. And I think that more people who listen in and it's like, okay, other people have that thought too. Yeah. That's normal. Yeah. Okay, so I can move on and. Yeah. And, yeah. 
And it's hard. I try not to be, I, I look back at the episodes and it's like so much negativity, like about motherhood and parenting in general, but it's like, that is what I was feeling. So I try true, not yeah, to yeah. judge yeah. myself, but it's I mean, hard. and it's cool that you could share that with your husband too. Yes. You know, that he was like trying to get it out of you. Like, tell it, tell me how you really feel. Share it with everyone. Cause I feel like that's not often the case either. Someone right. can't even tell their husband, let alone tons of strangers. Yes. Right? I, that's why, yes. That's why my husband, I feel so amazing. He's allowed me to be open about this stuff, which is and really probably scary. what he really loves about you. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the <laughs> things. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's always like therapy yeah. afterwards. I'm like, was that helpful for you? Because it was helpful for me. <laughs> it's so good now. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool way of, yeah, just processing it. It's yeah. like, okay, we're having a tough moment. Let's just get, get this out. Totally. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. I think for me, uh, this is Angela again. Um, like I found that that was one arena where my husband totally excelled and maybe that's like part of the type of guy I chose but also part of I think the life we both wanted or were choosing or wanted to like create but like I always wanted to work I never wanted that to be not part of my identity like I always wanted to create something or do something and like do something for my daughter my mom worked like um and so he was always very supportive I I really credit him a lot on this, but like he always just trusted me to make the right decision when it was like when I was supposed to be at work or when I was supposed to be at home or like what choices I was making around the home, like to support us and support this life. Like, like he always trusted me on that. And I think, you know, when a lot of women talk about like the choice of entrepreneurship or going back to work and like what role that plays in their life post children. I think what's interesting, like something crazy number, like 43%, almost half of women stop going to work after they have a kid. Like, so it's really common to like doubt that, like doubt the moment of when you're going to go back to work or if you're going to go at all. And I think, you know, when people talk about this, it's something that everyone thinks about. Like I remember I went back to work very soon after having like kid I was actually fundraising while pregnant and I went I was like sending excel sheets giving birth you know what I mean like it was like mm -hmm. I was still working throughout the whole process and I doubted it like it's it's I doubt like is this worth it like is this really what I'm choosing to do mm -hmm. you know like because I love my kids so much and I don't want to leave them today you know like and I think you're not sleeping at night you're breastfeeding all night you know and I'm like breastfeeding all night waking up tired do I want to do this? And I think if you don't have someone supportive at home, it's actually like that much harder because mm, yeah, it's so yeah. easy to doubt yourself and say, maybe I just won't today, mm -hmm. you know? And like, so I actually will give a lot of credit to my husband on that. Like during like most tired times, he'll be like, I'm really proud of you. And so I think that that was something I was really lucky to have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I love that. I can relate to that. It's Paula, my husband. I could not do, my life would not look the way it does without my husband. Mm -hmm. And we do have other support, but my husband supports me in a way that I am not supported from anyone else. Yeah. And whether it be down to building women's space, which is, again, a space for women, a really a space in honoring the divine feminine. And I always say that the masculine is always present because he, and his, he builds homes. Um, he's a contractor and designer. And so he built women's space with 
his guys. So the men literally built women's space. And I feel that he does that for me every day. Literally, I was dropping him off um, to grab his car and we had a little family meeting and we were talking and I'm so grateful for him because we really are in this together. Again, I feel like with our fertility journey in Phoenix and just where we are right now, even though it's so full on, I mean, my cup is so full, but it's also runneth over because it's everything that I've called in. That you've chosen. And yeah. I've chosen. Yeah. So at the end, when I, we were having a conversation, he was like, cause he was like, I don't know what about this, that, and the other. And I cheerlead him and he cheerleads me. And then in the end, I was like, you know, babe, we really have to fully step into ownership that this is what we've manifested, accept it and move into some gratitude yeah. right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that. yeah, it's stressful. I'm tired because he was with the baby while I was at work last night and he's with the baby right now and our daughter. So, and he's, and the baby just wants to be with me. Mm. So he's just like holding the baby. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot. So I mean, I bow to him. I'm so grateful for him. But sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in like, okay, like who's taking Madeline to school and who's picking her up? And what about Phoenix? And okay, you've got this work thing. And I just love that we can take the opportunity to just pause and be like, this is our life. It's beautiful. Accept it. And let's start talking about the things that we can be grateful for. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh. I'll take this. Right. Yeah. I'll take this. I mean, I remember going to your home for a moon mm. circle. And when I realized I just got an address, I showed up. And when I realized it was your home, I go, I was thinking to myself, wow, her husband must be a really cool guy. <laughs> yeah. All these women invaded this house. Like, hey, where is he? And he must be a really cool guy like hiding in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is unusual. And this is the place that this always happens. So yes. this has got to be a really special individual yes. who supports this endeavor in your home, you know? Yes. And of course, you've taken it to the next level mm -hmm. and created, you know, an actual space that's mm -hmm. outside of your home but yeah the fact that he's built it for you and mm -hmm. and allowed you to to have your vision is so mm -hmm. amazing it is it is it yeah. is amazing yeah he would sit upstairs where he would put my daughter down and I'd be shooing them up the stairs or sometimes they would <laughs> oh, go totally. out like you're saying when they get older it's really like dad you know so they would go right. out and they'd do their daddy daughter <laughs> dates and then you'd hear them on the rocks like <laughs> <laughs> when I had like 30 Creeping women in my, in in my living room yeah but it was so and then he'd wear headphones like this because he's like I'm not listening I can't hear anything <laughs> but like so loving and so supportive you know but it goes both ways I hold for him too right because he's an sure. entrepreneur as well and so we really I'm really learning how to be a team player yeah yeah, it's funny. That was exactly what I was thinking about when you guys were talking about it. Is it's so cool actually to have an opportunity to highlight these awesome men and that they support us because I think it's something that we don't talk about all that often. Mm -hmm. And um, and so when Mark and I were getting married, his dad walked him down the aisle and his like advice in his ear was, you know, the happy wife, happy wife, happy <laughs> life thing. Mm -hmm. And I do think he really took that to heart. <laughs> so um, good advice. Yeah, and I had kind of told him like. Um, 
hey, this is who I am. I'm somebody who's incredibly passionate. I have aspirations of my own. I was actually the one like reticent to do the whole kid thing. He's like, no, you can be you and have kids. I swear this is going to work. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. So, um, it was just interesting because, uh, you know, he knew in a lot of ways what he was signing up for to s as much as you can know prior to having mm -hmm. kids. But, um, and, and it really, the team word just is one we always talk about all the time. We say, oh, you know, we're, we're a team because, uh, when he was starting his business, I actually played a support role for him. And now as his, his business is much more mature and he's less essential to the day to days there, he's playing a lot of support role for me. And, um, and it's an incredible, it, it, it's, it's incredible, you know, to, to feel like you have someone who's just like, yeah, I got you, you're fine, you, you know, and, and also to have someone that believes in you so much. Um, and I, I've been lucky because my husband is, he's an inspiration to me in a lot of ways. You know, he's the leader that I'm not in so many ways. So I learned a ton from him professionally. Um, and he's fear, he's fearless in a way that I'm not. And so, you know, he's always like, yeah, you got that. And he, he's the one that gives me this expression, uh, you know, build the airplane while, while flying. And so he's <laughs> the one that every time I get afraid for doubling down on, on growth at Lunia, he's like, of course you'll, you should do that. You know, and I'm just like, okay, I guess I should do that, you know, and just right. gives me so much confidence. And, and I feel so lucky. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I love Mark. I love your husband. <laughs> he's he's a good one. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. So yeah, I think that all of you guys do. Ha your your significant others, your husbands, do play a, a critical role in your ability to be such a sure. successful entrepreneur. Which is, I think, something like you said that we don't always acknowledge. Right? It's like. Oh, she's an entrepreneur. She's, but, and it's this, it's vice versa for them as totally. well, but it is this teamwork that yeah. allows people to have a child and a happy family and flourish independently totally. as a business owner. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my other question for you is in navigating being a business owner and being a hardworking woman, how do you step into that feminine role when you get home, you know, there, there's all this, you know, talk about the masculine and the feminine, and you need to, you know, balance it in order for everything to thrive in your romantic life and, you know, in the bedroom and, in, in just like the, just the flow of the relationship. So when you're in this realm of running shit during the day or like really making stuff happen, how do you step into that softer side or do you not need to? And, you know, is that also okay? And I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm laughing because this is like a bit of a constant issue in my household. Um, I'm very alpha. I've always been that way. So I've, I've always kind of like do my own thing and like it better that way. And um, it has been very challenging in past relationships. In the beginning, it's always interesting, right? Oh, mm -hmm. she's so independent. <laughs> Then, I remember you told me, you said you never wanted to get married. Never, never. And then, you know, And then three the guys would propose to you on the second date. They'd be right like, you don't away, want to get married. Right away. Will you so, marry me? I've had so many rings. I'm like, that's so cute. I got to give this back. Like in three weeks, girls, three weeks tops. It's just so cute. Um, I love it. And what really made my husband, like I walked down the aisle, my best friend turned around. She's like, Oh my God, you're really doing it. I was like, um, I've been planning this wedding for a year and a half from 2000 miles away while working 17 hour days. Of course I'm doing it. She's like, we never knew with you, you know, we never knew with you. And, and why him has always been because my husband has 
really understood that we each have alpha and beta and like he has his moments and he is totally comfortable in um, exploring the softer side of himself and, you know, uh, sitting down in a chair and working on our relationship. We, um, because we both were, were born to different religions, we're not very religious, but we're, we're spiritual. And so instead of having, you know, one person officiate our wedding, we decided that we were going to see um, kind of like a life coach and do like therapy before we needed therapy. And that's cool. how we would work into, you know, creating this union and luckily he's always been good with saying I respect your alpha but every once in a while I'm going to remind you that you have to sit down and every once in a while I'm going to remind you that I'm going to open the door and he's like it doesn't mean that you don't know how to do it on your own but sometimes you have to let me do it and I really respected that because it, fe it, it felt right for me. Um, so in any given moment, he might be like, cool. All right. You're going to do that. Fine. No problem. And randomly the most little thing he'd be like, okay, no, you can't. I don't want you going there by yourself. I'll drive you. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, I don't like that neighborhood or, you know, mm -hmm, something mm -hmm. very, very like protective. Um, but he definitely reminds me since you know since I've started running my own thing or because he'll help me on projects I'll tell him I'm like I'm kind of your art director right now and that's not how I want to shoot it so <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's it's funny or this is the way that I want it done mm -hmm. and when you have a child I think especially in the beginning um, you have to realize that your way is not the only way mm -hmm. and that took a lot of work for me who was like didn't want to became, become a mom and then, or, or didn't know that she wanted to be a mom. And then all of a sudden was like, how do we do the best of this? And how do we do the best of that? And have to do it this way and has to be this way. And then when he went to do something differently, I was constantly reminding him that that mm. wasn't the way to do it. And finally, one day it clicked where I was like, if I want him to help at all, I need to let him just figure out what his, his way to do it yeah. is and be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise I'm just not going to. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely a struggle and, and at moments it's definitely comes into play and it's, it's challenging, but thankfully, um, he'll always let me know. And it sounds like it was, it was very much something that was put out there up front from the, yeah, from the it was from like the an very, issue that was very beginning. It's like very transparent. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, again, it's probably part of what he is attracted to in you. It's definitely, we're definitely like yeah. yin, yin and yang kind of thing. And yeah. You know, sometimes I tell him like, oh, God, you stop being so emotional. And I'm also, I'm from New York. I'm a Brooklyn girl. So I, I don't sugarcoat anything. Uh -huh. I say it how it is. And he's like, I mean, you could have said that a little nicer. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's just the truth. Why? Yeah. It just is what it is. Uh -huh. Like, I'm very much like, okay, let's, this is the conversation A to B. How do we get out the door? Right. And he wants to massage Efficient. things a little bit more. Uh -huh. Yes. It's all about efficiency. And he's like, you know, you could have like just taken your time and said that a little better. And I'm like. I guess, but here we go. Chop, chop. <laughs> oh so yeah. it does, we do have moments where he's like, relax. And I'll accept it because he acknowledges and is comfortable most of the time mm -hmm. in it, you know? So mm -hmm. that's, I think, what makes it work. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Does that come into play at all? The feminine versus masculine roles? I would I th think about, yeah. oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
I think about it, we call it work mode. So I don't know if it's like so much uh -huh. a masculine response, right. but it's hard that the idea of going from a efficiency, hardcore mentality to like a soft, loving right. transition uh -huh. is, is something that's hard. Um, so I'm laughing because is it okay to say cannabis? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Like, that has been a game changer for our relationship. <laughs> um, because, yeah, we would have trouble just like turning it off right. sometimes. And it's, it's almost like it's, and I, I don't have to do it all the time, but it mm -hmm. really helped us kind of like retrain, shift gears, shift gears yeah. a little bit and, and like train our brain to do it. And like, so it's, that's been a big deal for us actually. Yeah. And, um, and then communication would be the other one. I would say, um, a lot of it is just being vulnerable, like learning to say, I'm just so stressed right, right. now. And this is what's going on so that he's not misinterpreting and I'm not misinterpreting the signals or the vibes that are coming off. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm just dealing with like this and, and it's not you. It's just, it's right. the stuff. I'm so it's, those are the, yeah. those are my two. Yeah. yeah. That's good advice. I think that, and, and this just makes me think about it. You asking that question, but I've never really thought about it so much before. Um, that because my brain is like going, going, going all day long, thinking about a million little things, when I get home, I feel like I just want him to just like call the shots, make all mm -hmm. the decisions, cook the dinner, like tell me what to do, tell me what we're going to do, <laughs> what are we going to watch on TV, like, and then I kind of feel like I've set up this kind of unhealthy situation now where he's a little bit on like a control like he's taken the control a little bit too far so I'm like no I do have an opinion I do have a voice and then he's like whoa you're being like super judgy and opinionated and it's just like it's I I have to I have to balance it a little bit better um because I think I've let him take it the control a little bit too far. And that just made me think about that right now. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's interesting because there's <laughs> she's going from a new woman. I was just going <laughs> to say, your husband's listening. He's like, great. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. I didn't tell him what I was doing. <laughs> but there's times when it's, it's totally true. You want to be like, I cannot answer a question. Like, Whatever you want to eat for dinner, yeah. just do it. Oh like, yeah. I, I what do you want for dinner? Then they're yeah. like, then I'm about like, to get that text, like, for <laughs> right. sure. But then they're like, what's wrong? Like, why are, why are, like, what's the tone? And you're just right. like, it's not towards you. I'm yeah. just like, exhausted. I'm exhausted. Right. And then, right. and then there's like a silence, you know? It's, and they're like, but do you, they don't want to mess up. They're like, but right. do you want Thai food or do you want, this food, like, what's going to actually make you happy? You're like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I right. actually don't. <laughs> no capacity to answer the question. Yeah. So that so, sometimes yeah. is when, like, little bickering can come yeah. in when you're just, yeah, tired from the day. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, usually in our relationship, the, it's, it's that he's, I kind of let him take the control. Yeah, take control. the reins I just that's how I feel most uh -huh. comfortable yeah uh -huh. yeah I think going back to what you said Ashley like the transition from work mode mm -hmm. is something that Brian and I had to yeah. work on too um mm -hmm. more so him because I feel like he would come home a little later than than I would be I'd be home already like hanging and he'd be coming home from like um, he'd be walking in from a conference call and like he'd come into like this very chill like 
candles lit, the music on, and I'd be like, hey, like, what are you, and he's like, in just such a different, you know, mode. And then you, we, our energy just wasn't on the same plane. So something he'd say, I'd misinterpret it. I'd be like, what is this? What is that tone? And he'd be like, what do you mean? Like, why are you just sitting there? Like with, with like, you know, and it's just like, you're just not on the same yeah. energy wavelength. Right. Mm -hmm. So we decided like before he would come in, he'd get off the phone, he'd take a walk to the door. Like it wouldn't be like from that, like super, super high energy work right to me. He'd have to have a transition, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I found that to be very, very helpful. And it solved a lot for us. Like he'd come in and he'd be relaxed and he, we'd be more, it's just a transitional step and being conscious, like, okay, I'm going to shift my energy to be, you know, home now. I think that's helpful. We had a similar thing. No walking through the door while on a conference call. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because then it's like, he comes now I have in, to be quiet. Like he's he quiet. Yeah. My husband comes in like raging, calling the shots, <laughs> not mean, but just like, you know, being a leader and being a boss in his right. own right. But I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, um, it's almost bedtime for Lennox May or coming in after a long day I've been with her and he's like, hi, da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay, simmer down. This is almost, <laughs> it's almost bedtime. We're not going to jump on the bed and we're not going <laughs> to. Mm. So those were two things. Like we have to come in, enter the home in a very kind of peaceful state. Yeah. I think it's helpful to just create that guideline okay we're going to transition from work to be together those are yeah. good tips yeah that's yeah. good what about you guys yeah i take that question to be so different so when i was preparing <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that's great so this is angela but i it's funny because i don't think of like work or things that are like masculine or feminine so when i read like where i thinking of femininity it's like for me it's like how do i embrace my like sexuality do you know mm -hmm. what i mean like how do i become more like feminine in mm -hmm. my endeavors like you, mm -hmm. you know it's like or how did I like embrace that with my husband and I would say honestly that took a while like for me so like post baby like it felt very hard to feel feminine or sexual like you feel like womanly like you know you're, yeah, like, totally. yeah, it's like, you're like never more of a woman <laughs> but you're not so much of like a sex kitten and I think a lot of that's because it's like your, your body's not your own for yeah. a really long time mm -hmm. so you know like if you're breastfeeding especially but even if you're not like if you're tired and all these things are happening and hormone hormones are going crazy like your body doesn't feel like your own and so it's hard to like own your body at any moment, which is like part of what sex is, right? Yeah. It's like feeling like I have ownership mm -hmm. over this whole, yeah. like feeling this moment. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like, mm -hmm. it took a while for me to like feel that, to feel that ownership of my body again. Do you know what I mean? Like to feel mm -hmm. like I could be sexual and sexy at the same time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. where like, I feel like I had like moments of each, but never at once. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, and then, but like when you like could like, you know, wrap your head around where I felt like in that moment, and my, like, my body felt more on my own again, it, it really like transitioned for me to feeling more like feminine again at the house or like feeling like I could be myself in different moments. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. but I have to say that it took a long time. It took like, you know, post breastfeeding, post like even recovery of breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but yeah, so that's how I, I took that. So I, I mean, but there is the work thing I think is true, but. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, your your body is sort of like usurped by your child and your energy too. Yeah. And if you also have work, there's very little reserve left unless you consciously create that, yeah. which is 
a conscious it's a lot of work too it's a lot of effort yeah, yeah it's a lot right. of effort because you never had to do that before it could be yeah, spontaneous and it didn't have to be like an extra task right yeah like rev myself up to have the energy for this other type of energy that right. I didn't have all day <laughs> right. you know yeah <laughs> and you have to <laughs> yeah and you have to and you, for, you yeah not yeah. for not for him yeah, for, for ourselves to feel yeah. exactly so I want to let you answer the question, but then my next question is actually going to go more into that direction. So I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> that direction meaning sex. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, definitely want to talk about that. So, I mean, I love what you just said because that is exactly where I am. I mean, I literally just was not touching my heart. I'm like keeping myself from letting down right now. <laughs> like, you know, that's exactly where I am. And it's interesting mothering a boy mm. and nursing a boy. It's very interesting. And my husband and I are very open in our communication with each other. But um, yeah, I'm very in love with my son. And he is very much my boyfriend right now. And my <laughs> husband is like, how are you and your boyfriend doing? And I'm like, we're awesome. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, well, two things. One, the transition Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And my husband, I mean, even when I was leaving, I was like, hello, you're not following the guidelines. He's like on the phone. I'm like drying my hair. Madeline's in the shower. I'm just like, what are you doing right now? Uh, but it's a constant reminder because owning your own business, I have to create my own boundary of when I'm going to decide to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I make definitely more of a conscious effort to do so. Uh, where I like take a minute before I transition and go into the house so I can fully wear my mama hat mm -hmm. and I'm not with my daughter or with my son or cooking dinner and like checking to see if a voicemail came through. I really try to get it in during my mm -hmm. work hours so mm -hmm. I can be fully, fully, fully present to the best of my ability. Of course, mm -hmm. no perfection um, for that evening time, because not only is it transition time for us but it's transition time as a family. Mm -hmm. And especially for my six and a half year old moving into first grade. I mean, that's a podcast episode in <laughs> itself, seriously. Yeah. And she really needs me to be present, mm -hmm. like in a way that the baby doesn't co commands a different presence for mm -hmm. me, which is also really interesting and in wearing so many hats already. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I'm wearing a mama of a 10 month old hat. I'm wearing a mama of a first grader hat, but she really needs that ritual of bedtime and transition for her mm. well-being. Mm -hmm. She really needs that. Mm -hmm. So reminder to husband to not be on the call with work and, you know, but I also can, again, be relate to so much of what you all said, can be so alpha and so like run the ship in my house and like be the leader and like get everybody, you know, ducks in a row. And sometimes for me being and more of the feminine is softening into not being so bossy with him and letting him just be human and be on a call and, and no, trying to get exception. it all done too. So I can right. be here tonight. Right. 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 Totally. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'll save the other piece for the next yeah. question. Yeah. So the, <laughs> next, the next question is a really, really important one is in a committed relationship with, you know, children and hopefully, you know, many years together for all of us with our husbands, how do you keep the spark alive? How do you keep things fiery and sexy? And how do you stay madly in love? How do you stay 
how do you stay super present for each other and present within yourself, um, sexually, romantically, sensually? How do we do that? <laughs> That's a good Pause. question. Answers more than providing them. I think, right? You just, it's, it's definitely conscious. Like you said before, it was spontaneous and no one was like, checking it off the list and mm-hmm. saying, okay, good, got that done. And, um, you know, we went out to a concert the other night and we hadn't, we have, we haven't been to a concert in a long time and we made a conscious effort. We asked my father-in-law to like come in and babysit and we, it's first time ever, she's three and a half. First and time ever. That we've had my father-in-law oh, babysit. Okay. No. Okay. And the East coast, my mom babysits okay. all the time. Um, but here, and um, we went out and we drank a lot and, <laughs> and we had fun. And then we came home and I was like, so we don't want to do that. I'm so tired. <laughs> I was like, huh? tomorrow, anything you want, anything you want. You don't want five minutes of laziness now. <laughs> tomorrow. And he was like, I'm taking it now. <laughs> because the truth is like, once you get, and then of course, once you're there, you're like in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, why was I like trying to, it's like a off. mental yeah. block. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, There's a mental barrier. Like, I'm enjoying this. I don't want this to end. But mm-hmm. it takes. It, it feels like it takes so much energy to get to that moment, because there's so many things in your head. And I think you know we all know as women, we can fo- you know focus on twenty two thousand things, and men don't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so in the moment he's just thinking about that. And I'm like, Oh, but I still have to make lunch and I have to write this thing. And then there's four emails and then, Oh, tomorrow did I pick her clothes? And, 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 but then once you physically get there, it's great. Well, it's in that, like, I don't want to say masculine brain, but it's in like that work mode brain, which is not in your femininity, your section, your sensuality. You know, it's that same thing of like task oriented, making everything, making sure everything's okay. Going to get done. But, to like take that hat off and just surrender is how we allow ourselves to connect on that level. Right. Absolutely. But just, it's, but it is, it feels hard. Yeah. It feels good. It, 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 it's so funny. Cause it only feels hard for like four and a half minutes. Like, <laughs> right. It's like once you're there, it's like so you're great. Like, of course. Why wouldn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it ta- <laughs> but it definitely, it definitely takes effort where before, like you said, it was just like, great yeah Mm -hmm. and i'll see you in an hour and great (laughs) and i'll see you in two hours and hey you you know um but i do think um things like doing things together is definitely like as long as you guys are connecting in some which way um we always hold hands you know even in the car we still hold hands he'll be like give me your hand or um and laughing laughing's a big big thing in my household the day my husband doesn't make me laugh is the day we're not together because it, it, it really is what keeps the peace in our household. The fact that we can both mm-hmm. make fun of each other and mm-hmm. make fun of other people mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super, it's super helpful. And then, you know, things like our yoga practice mm-hmm. connecting that way. Well, I'll jump in on the, <laughs> we're all like, on the, cause how, so the transition from work to home, mm-hmm. I mean, again, my body is not my own right now. It's, I'm sharing it with Phoenix. So, you know, when my husband goes to touch me, I'm like, oh my God, 
like I need like transitional time (laughs) um, before we get into this. And I want to do this. Like you were saying, it's not that I don't want to. And once I get there, I'm like, oh, yes, that's right. Like, I love you. And we have so much passion between us and that we I'm so grateful that we have that as our foundation Mm -hmm. because um, we just do. And we got together at 27, got married at 28. So you know, we've been together for a long time and, um, but I need that transition time and it's up to me to ask for it. Hmm. So what does that look like for you, the transition? I think it's a reminder that I'm, I'm going to actually like, like, well, first of all, again, podcast episode 30, whatever, because (laughs) women take longer to get to orgasm than men do. And so I know that for myself, even if it's not generalized and I need time and space and I'm not a sex kitten and I am your partner and I need time and space right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm really honoring that because of where I am in my process with my body right now and sharing it with my son who breastfeeds every second he can get. (laughs) And so when my husband is now like my turn, I'm like, wait a minute, I need a minute, you know? Um, And then he's like, and then he, and then it's almost like you were saying, it's like, it's so like direct that it's like, he's like, oh yeah. You know? And he's like, sorry, you know? And then he's like, pulls back. And then, um, remembers that I need that space and then gives me that space and then we can meet each other and then it's on. And I'm like, okay, that was awesome. Right. Well, it's so good that the desire is there and that they are expressing it because it seems like in a lot of, especially with a lot going on, it wouldn't necessarily come from us. So it's really, you know, oftentimes when it's like, ugh, I need space, whatever, it's like, it's really good that they want you and that they're expressing mm-hmm. that interest because if that wasn't there, it'd be really problematic. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it's like appreciating the desire and not shutting it down. Yeah. Right. Because the shutdown is, can be really offensive. It's yeah. And that's true. what I think lasts. And it's that's true. what I think ends up forming resentments is like the constant shutdown. And I think that people have to pay attention to what the shutdown is coming from. Like if it's coming from, some place like you are at, which we've all been there, like that is a normal place that has nothing to do. It's nothing personal about Mm -mm. your husband or anything having to do with your relationship. But I think like just being open about that and honest about that, then they, they will internalize that the right way. Um, but I mean, it sounds like all of us are like in really happy relationships. And sometimes I think that like, you, yes, there is a lot of work, but sometimes it's either there or it's not. I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like with Timmy that it's something that we have to work at or that we're like consciously thinking about all the time. Like, I think we just naturally come together when we both need it. Right. And And you know that you, you both are like a, like a haven for each other. Yes, definitely. I mean, like I, I sort of am, I wait for him to kind of like make the first move, which is something that I need to work on. Like when I want it, I should be Mm -hmm. like open and, and comfortable enough to say that. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I think maybe I'm sometimes a little bit too insecure if like he didn't want it for some reason, Mm -hmm. even though it would probably be something very valid. Um, but yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Um, (laughs) 
but that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause, uh, I think you were talking about, you know, the, um, the feeling of wanting to be wanted. Yes. And that's, it's one of the challenges my husband and I have is we're both, uh, we get like, turned on by feeling like the other person wants us mm -hmm. which kind of creates like sometimes a funny standoff of like well I'm not getting it from you and then you're not getting it. not intentional but like where neither of us are really like putting out the, the vibes and, and then when somebody does the other person jumps right on right. it because we're like so excited about that um, but it does create like this very funny moment where I'm like who's gonna be the one to like um but one mm. of the things aside from that is uh, I have noticed it's ebbs and flows that used to really freak me out when and for a while we, mm. we wouldn't have sex and I'd mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh, she's not attracted to me. There's something wrong or vice versa if it just mm -hmm. wouldn't. And then I have noticed because I'm so deeply attracted to my husband as a person and I mean, both physically and mentally, which I feel really lucky about, um, it always, it's, it's always there and it always comes back. It's usually just our environment messes us right, up. We get right. too stressed mm -hmm. out or something like that. And, and at least so far I should be knocking on some wood, but it, it just <laughs> seems like it's one of those things that right. I just have to accept that there's some ebbs and flows on it. You know? I think that's such a good totally. point because yeah. I think going into that like fear-based mode around it, like, oh, we haven't had sex in a week. Like, yes. oh, what does that mean about us? Are we like, are we fading? Are we, exactly. it's like, it creates this such unnecessary, so much pressure yeah, such that. unnecessary pressure where it's like, We've got a lot going on. We're complex human beings. Totally. We love mm -hmm. each other. We're going to be together for a very long time. Yeah. And we've got all the time in the world. It's like this energy of abundance. Yes. We have so much rather than like, did we do, did we do enough? Mm -hmm. Did we, you know, and we so I think yeah. Yeah, giving mm -hmm. someone that space and trusting that your love and attraction is, yeah. is so, um, is so much there, you know? Right. Totally. Yeah. I love Sometimes that. Sometimes easier point. for us than them. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, I think it's it's easy for me to say, oh, it's just a week <laughs> yeah. for me because we have the rest of our lives and it might not be as right, easy for my right, husband right, who's right. like, it's been a week. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> very different weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We see these weeks very differently. I feel yes. like there's so much time. <laughs> <laughs> do i have to call your assistant uh, to make so an appointment funny. you know it's really um, funny but i think yeah i think it's yeah it's you gotta, a little you gotta know sometimes. the love language of your person yeah, yeah. They, they have different different needs for right. sure yeah and i think when you go through challenges when you go through you know that new threshold with the person there's new things that bring you together. There's new things that attract mm -hmm. you to one another sure. that maybe wasn't the same before. Mm -hmm. you That's know? true. So these new layers of a person evolve and, and show up that you're then confronting and getting to, you know, getting to know. When I was younger, it was a six pack. Now it's, just sleep a little longer. I'll take the You're kids like, in the morning. Oh I'm like, God. oh, that's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like these yeah. acts of true devotion and totally. love that like mm. when you really need it and you're like, oh, wow, like. You really love yeah. me. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. 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 What about you, Angela? Um, yeah, I would say like I definitely am all on with that ebb and flow thing. Like I feel like that's something like you have to come get used to. Like is that like, you know, also accept that that's part of like a healthy like adult relationship like there's not not everybody's gonna be on the same page at the same mm -hmm. time all the time I also think like for me it was like part and parcel of this whole like like 
my body's not my body thing and everybody wants something from me that it was mm-hmm. like if like everybody wants something from you you're at work somebody wants something from you you go home and your baby wants something from you to have your husband also want something from you I felt like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> just like another yeah. thing another person to, wants something another person mm-hmm. wants something from me and so like I think a lot of what I did was almost like a mindfulness exercise of like, I think sex begets sex. Like I think like intimacy begets more intimacy. Like, and so sometimes you just have to like decide that this is something I want in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then like work towards it, even if it doesn't feel like, or it feels like a chore or a task or all these things. Like I feel like, and like, it's weird to say that because it's like, it's such a great thing. Like, why would that be like a task? You know, it is. Everything's (laughs) You had a baby, it is. (laughs) It's a task. So like, I think like, but then you realize it's actually like what drives you to be stronger. Like, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Like you're going to get there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it's like, and like you're happier when you're intimate, you're, you know, when like Mm -hmm. you're connected. And so Mm -hmm. it's like trying to like meditate vis-a-vis sex (laughs) and I think that's sort of what like I was like I had to like decide was important for us important for me Mm -hmm. so like but I wouldn't say that it came like obvious it wasn't obvious to me but I think it's a good point it's it reminds it's like you're either like swimming against the current or you're swimming with it right Mm -hmm. and if you swim against it it's things are hard things like feel you know it's like you're you're struggling to to move forward. And if you're swimming with the current, you're just letting things unfold. You're letting things flow. You're letting things like evolve naturally. And I think having that mindset of like, I'm not going to resist something that's so beautiful. I'm just going to allow myself to, you know, to open up. (laughs) 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 Because I think it's like an energetic shift that happens, right? It's like, you just don't want, like you said, another person that wants to like come in your energy field. Yeah because you've been giving a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like realizing that it's actually going to give you energy, yes. not yeah. take it away from you. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay, so my last question for you guys is about self-care and your wellness practices and just like tips on how to be your best self for you, for you. you know, forget about your, your kid, your, your husband, but just what makes you feel your best? What makes you feel your most vibrant, your most vital self? And what are some tips or like, even if it's like a little hack that you have that you learned or a quote or anything that's been, you know, a guiding light for you guys? I'd say for me, it's sleep. Mm. Like, I think like, I, I joke that like, like sleep is the new new. Like when everyone looks well rested, I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is. Uh, I was just gonna say for the record, that's not Ashley speaking. <laughs> this, this is Lunya's whole tagline. This is why. So. Yes. I, I, this is like yeah. why. I, like I literally like lived in Lunya jumpsuit yeah. like my entire pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, but I think um, that's for me. It's like when I know I'm gonna burn out. It's like yeah. trying to recognize, mm. like, I'm really tired. And mm-hmm. sort of like, I think you said earlier, and you said earlier about like, like knowing when you're, you're tired, like actually having to clock that in your right. mind. Like, oh, actually this mood might be because I'm tired, you know? And I think right. it's very difficult sometimes to really know that. Like, is this like, maybe I'm just like, I work too hard or whatever, but you don't always think about that. And so sometimes I'll just say to my husband, I can't be kicked in the face tonight by both my kids like and I <laughs> just go sleep down there like you know for like a little bit you know, normally they're gonna wake up in the night anyway and look for me but still <laughs> like 
for like a <laughs> moment, like just to have like a really good yeah. period of sleep. And I find that like that really helps me. Mm. Like and it helps me like, yeah, just remember that sometimes moods are based on not lack of sleep, I guess. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's a good simple. My, yeah. Yeah. It's great. That's my care routine. I don't have a big one. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think for me, my biggest thing has been finding the power in saying no um because I've always been a people pleaser and it goes it's deep rooted to my mom and not having a dad and that whole thing um and my child actually was really helpful in me understanding that I needed to create boundaries between us our family versus like the two sides of the family and saying no and and deciding what I really wanted to do based on how I felt versus like always considering the other person, which I obviously believe is still a beautiful thing, but not if it takes away from how you're feeling. Um, And so that learning that has like bled into everything. Uh, My obligations to family, my obligations to work, being able to say, no, I don't want to do that project or I don't have the time to do it to the capacity that I want to do it or to my husband to say like, I'm not going to go with you to that dinner. Mm -hmm. I get it's great for business, but you know what? I have to wake up the next morning and I have to do what's right by me. Um, And really learning to feel confident and um, knowing that there's power in saying no is super beneficial for me. Absolutely. Couldn't agree Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. I would say for me, it's accepting help. Um, I think so many people think that, especially moms think that they have to do everything on their own and that no one can do as good of a job as they can. And I just don't believe that's true. I think that our kids depend on us for the most, but I do think that, there are so many other people that can enrich our children's lives. And this is not about like a paid help thing. It's just like accepting help from my husband, accepting help from my sisters and also asking for help Mm -hmm. being okay, asking for it, not feeling guilty about it. Like this past weekend, I was just like so burnt out by Saturday night. I said, Timmy, like, and he, my my husband was going to go play golf and I was going to be with Sunny the whole day by myself. And I said, I, I can't do it. And like, I felt so bad about saying that. And I went for an hour. He was like, so he was like, Whitney, just ask, ask your sister for help or ask your mom or, or we can get a babysitter. And I, for an hour went back and forth, but it's a Sunday. And like, we never were always together on Sundays and, and then, but we have our nanny on Monday and like, like over and over in my head. And then I finally was just like, I need to just stop torturing myself and just give into it. And I did. And I spent Sunday actually just helping my mom clean out her closet, which (laughs) defeats the purpose of, of doing something for myself. But like, um, I came back so much more refreshed and happy about, the position I was in, um, and not resentful. So yeah. Yeah. And no one gives you a medal for like sticking it out all day. Right. It's like, it's your own expectation. (laughs) You know, it's like, if you can, if you have someone to ask, ask them. Yeah. 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 Great. 
Oh, you want to go? The problem is I'm hearing all of these and I'm like, yes, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. So I, I almost, uh, I mean, sleep for sure would be one that I would say, um, I think, uh, prioritization, which is, you know, you're, when you're talking about saying no, I always think about, um, you know, so my wellness is sort of just about not feeling overwhelmed most of the time. And, and so I have this idea of like the pie graph that I think about when I think about my life. And, um, actually this came to me cause I heard this woman talk about, she went on an honesty cleanse mm. and I was like, what does that even mean? She's a speaker at, uh, one of Maria Shriver's events. And she was describing that she was going to start telling people not, she wasn't going to do the white lie thing anymore. So when someone asked her to go to a dinner, she'd say, <laughs> you know, I'm just like not someone that goes to dinners or like, you know, something like this. And I was like, whoa, like when she said it, I was like, that's crazy. And she's like, yeah, but you say that enough. And then people will stop asking you, not because they don't like you, but because they like understand that's just like not your vibe. And, and then you'll end up surrounding yourself with people that like are, are totally good with what you can and can't right. put out there. And I remember thinking that's awesome. Um, and so that idea of prioritization is something I always think of both in terms of my macro life goals, like making sure that the things I'm spending my time on are things that are really meaningful to me based on like my mission or my family and, and kind of like nothing else, honestly. Um, and that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. um, you were talking earlier about your, your cup running over, but mm -hmm. if they're all things that you chose, I honestly feel like I don't mind having tons to do because I feel so grateful that my mm -hmm. things that I have to do are things that they're energizing for me. Um, so when I say this prioritization, I, we've started doing this, actually, usually I don't say yes to things in the evenings. And, uh, I started to just tell people, I just actually just don't take, do evening things, yeah. except of course it's you. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I just started saying this and what was amazing is some people started going, Oh yeah, maybe I should just do a brunch instead. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was yeah. crazy how that and everyone's worked. like, I wish I didn't have to do an evening thing. Yeah. You know, let's just, yeah. It was mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. There was like all these women networking things, which I like love, but they're always in the evening. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could do one every single night of the week and I would just never see my kids. So it was mm -hmm. this really cool. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So prioritizing has helped me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and then saying, just just being truthful about it yeah. has has been fascinating. Yeah, well, it gives other people permission to speak their truth mm -hmm. too. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Even with my husband, I started saying to him, "I'm like, yeah, when you can't go to the that evening dinner, just tell them it's because you gotta you gotta yeah. be in dad mode." And then suddenly that <laughs> gave permission to everybody else to be an active right. father who had yeah. obligations outside of work. I'm like, who are we creating this front for? Like, right? Yeah, just just tell them. What's and you going know, on. people are excited when when people cancel. <laughs> <laughs> so like, my okay, best cool. life yeah for sure yeah. so it's really nothing to be ashamed of it's like, <laughs> yes totally yeah. everyone gets to you know chill out <laughs> oh exactly i think lunia's whole instagram feed is just yeah. like excuses for not no going plans. out yes exactly <laughs> what about you paula uh, what are your life hacks i want to know oh my god <laughs> sleep for sure yeah. Yeah. the obvious of my wrestling 10 month old all through the night. Um, mm. Absolutely boundaries. I love a good no. I love a lot of yeses, but I love a good no. Um, prioritize. I mean, everything that you all have said, my meditation practice, which can sound very West LA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um but that devotional time with myself and connecting to my higher power is something I can't get anywhere else. So, um, 
So really, sometimes that's really creating the boundary to be able to gift myself. That is really the most important. And then even today, it was just such a beautiful lesson because, again, I love I love what I do. I love I get excited to go to work every morning. I love the women that work for me. I love working with women. I love the women that show up. I mean, I love this life that I've created for myself. But I can get caught up in just keeping it going. And today I had an opportunity to meet with um, two of my mom friends who I love deeply, who have really have seen me through a lot of years of my journey. And a part of me was just like, I don't want to go. I have too much to do. I have this email and this and this and this. And I was like, you know what? I've made a commitment to these women who I love. I'm going to go. When I left, we were laughing. It was medicine, mm. medicine. And each of us looked at each, it was the three of us. We looked at each other. We were like, we have to do this. Like we have to. And sometimes I just forget because I have, my world used to be very, you know, wide socially. My life looked very different. And now I really like this beautiful kind of um, container that I've created for myself, my work, my family. But my friends are an important piece to what you're saying of the pie. And it was a reminder today that, yes, my meditation practice and all of those beautiful spirituality things that I just like naturally love to do and gravitate towards, sometimes going to lunch with my mom friends and in a place of intention and coming together and sharing over a beautiful meal can be just as fulfilling and fill me up just as much. Absolutely. And that was a great lesson from today. Such a good point. It's those things that we like, we think are going to be like distractions, but Mm -hmm. they're really the thing that like is going to keep us sane. Yes. (laughs) Because I love these women and I was able to share and they're just like how we're sharing. It's like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, just to hear someone else echo something that you've thought or felt is just so, and just to be with women, which is what you've created is a space to be with women. (laughs) All day long. But you know, at women's space, I am the founder and I am a facilitator and a leader. So when I'm with my mom friends, I get to be one of. Yes. Right. And I feel like that's really totally important different. as leaders, as we all are, um, even if we're not le- leaders in a business or leaders in our home or however we're showing up that way, I think to remind myself to be one of can be really nourishing and right. fulfilling. Right. That's such a good point. Well, thank you guys all so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. And thank you to all the child care that has supported me. <laughs> <laughs> all the dads at home, all the dads. Pulling their hair out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on their cell phones, <laughs> counting the minutes until we get Kind of, sort of, watching the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Ashley, for allowing us to use Lunia's yeah, space. Thank it's you such for a coming. Beautiful it's space. great to meet all of you. And we're so grateful to be here. Um, thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And... And we'll see you next time.